this is how we actually survived through our first years. We were entirely focused on delivering the things that we are working on. We were entirely focused on doing a software development in the yeah. best possible way without any marketing, without any sales process, without any company structure or something. We were just, for the first couple of years, we are doing proper software development. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. This is HackCast Season 3, Episode number 5. And uh, I am Rado. I am Ivo. Teddy is behind the camera. And we're going to talk about how do we get new clients. This is an extremely important and interesting topic. But first, before we start, yes, we have a goal. Yes, to reach 1,000 subscribers. Yes, on YouTube. Yes. So if you like our content, please like it, share, and subscribe. Yes. So we we can reach our goal and uh, do a giveaway. Yes. What we are giving away? Uh, we are going to give. We will figure it out. It's going to be a nice uh, something nice. I think a keyboard. All right. It's going to arrive uh, in in two days. I think so. For the next episode, we're going to show the keyboard. Okay. And yeah, that's that's about it. We are looking to get to a thousand subscribers. So if you like what you see, ask us a question in the comments. We will be happy to answer. Like, share, subscribe. Yeah, and uh, we will continue doing what we are doing. And I just realized that with all that yeses that I was uh, replying back to you, uh, uh, I kind of created a modern song with only those lyrics. But we will Don't not. Go there. Don't we go will there. not go there. Yeah. So last time we talked about how we start new projects. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, this time we're going to discuss what happens before we start a new project. We're going to talk about how do we actually get new clients how do we get new uh, as we say get new business mm -hmm. and uh, this is extremely important because for us in order to grow and in order to thrive and in order to continue developing what we're doing we need clients we need to grow with our existing clients and we need to grow with new clients mm -hmm. so having new clients is extremely important and i think this is something and usually people call this sales the, what's your yeah. sales process how do you do sales and I must say, being like uh, you and I are doing the sales right now at Hacksoft, mm -hmm. and we're both software engineers uh, by education, although not by higher education, and also <laughs> and also by heart. Yes. So I think sales comes really hard, came really hard to us, and we were really struggling. And uh, this was perhaps the trait that, at least for me, was the hardest to learn. I can agree. It's way different than coding and actually do a software yeah. development work. So, yeah, mainly because it's way different. It, it, it needs way different approach. And that's why it was hard to us at the beginning. Yes. And we are not there yet. Uh, I cannot say like we are really good at sales and we are getting constantly new business mm -hmm. and new clients. Uh, but we are making an effort. Uh, we are investing quite a lot in actually having a proper sales process we are looking at various ways for how to intertwine marketing and sales and i think we will get there in a couple of years we're not there yet but right now i think we're going to discuss what we've learned so far what's our current process and uh, if you are actually listening this and you have suggestions or you have comments you can also reach out to us because we have much to learn in the sales game and I think 
the the first thing that we realized throughout the years was before you go and sell something, <laughs> you need to know what you're actually selling. That's important. The so-called value proposition. Yes. What you're actually selling, what value your company gives to the client. Yes, because if you don't know what you're selling, it's going to be extra hard since you're talking with people and they don't really know what you're trying to talk about and what you try to sell them. Yeah. It it took us quite a lot of time to actually understand yeah. what our value proposition is. Yeah. This this is an interesting topic because we kind of knew our value proposition was building software. Yeah. But then we started thinking more about it. And I think the 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 key the key was talking with our clients back then and asking them what is the value that Hacksoft provides to you and asking a follow-up question besides just software development. And this is when we learned that we provide much more than just software development. So what do we provide? We are calling it end-to-end software development, which yep. is not only writing the software, yep. but helping our clients with figuring out what they need to do, figuring out what they actually want from this software, uh, advising them with different technologies and things on 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 the business side, of course. Yep. Having a stable component, meaning that Hacksoft is here, your team is here, it's not going away in, in any way. And we are spreading the knowledge internally in the company, meaning yep. that your Hacksoft team is a proxy to the entire company. So all the all the experience that we have aggregated in the company is here for for your for your team in Hacksoft. Yeah, and it's getting distributed. And all of this is is really important because, uh, first of all, so software development, building software, is I think uh, well known. But then again, we help with product development, and we participate in quite a lot of product discussions. Mm-hmm. And this is something that we try to to push for, and we look for ways that we can bring value to our clients, which is in the domain of product development. Uh, And we also, you mentioned stable component. For a lot of clients, it's really good to have someone who's building your software and helping you uh, figure out what needs to be built. And they don't have to manage us or they don't have to deal with um, programmers, software developers, software engineers, hiring. Yeah, taking care of the people. Retaining. Yeah. Yeah. And that's that's why we are a stable component uh, because we deal with those things internally. We deal with them, uh, I think, pretty good. We are still learning. There is yeah. much to learn there, but we are getting better at it. And there have been cases where Hacksoft is basically the only thing that's stable and keeps a business afloat. We we had such clients. Yeah, yeah. We we we've been through changes of uh, senior leadership and uh, other programmers and developers but hacksoft is here to stay that's extremely important taking care of what's important yeah and as you said each team is a proxy to the entire company because we're constantly learning new things and we have a good framework for sharing and spreading this knowledge Mm -hmm. and it's not and it's not always and it's not always because uh, i had this question so everyone learns everything no no it's not everyone learns everything but rather we are figuring out patterns and new tools and we are gaining new capabilities and whenever someone needs to tap into those capabilities the knowledge is already there it's already in the slack channel it's already in some proof of concepts it's there and you can leverage that knowledge and help your team uh, gain momentum and be more productive so 
this is extremely important. Yeah, we don't need to reinvent the wheel every time we need to do something because yeah. most of the cases it's, it, it has already been done in the company and we just need yeah. to consume that knowledge that's somewhere in Slack or in our internal documentations. And we do this by having discussions. You know, it's not just go, go there and copy-paste it, but rather... Yeah. Can you can you like jump uh, with me on a call or like meet in the office for half an hour to walk me through this because we're going to do the very same thing with uh, in my project and we're seeing this right now with the latest AI and LLM tools which we're going to write about in our blog and most probably we're going to talk about in Hackcast yeah. And that's it. It's it's value proposition. Figuring out the value proposition because if you know what you're selling, it's easier. It's not for <laughs> easy sure. yet, but it's easier. And the other thing that we learned is that we need to have some kind of online presence. Yeah. So knowing our value proposition is, is fine. Then we need to communicate it to, yeah. to the right channels. We need to know our channels and we need yeah. to grow them. And perhaps the most important thing that we learned is you need to have a good website. That's important. A, a good website and uh, Right now we have a good website. I think it's semi-good. We are right now actively in the process of updating various parts from, uh, of the website. Yes. And it, they're going to be live in in the coming weeks. Yeah. Yeah. But this was not the case. I think most of the times we, we had a pretty bad website. That's true. It's not as good with like crappy design and we were not very clear and concise in the text that we have put there mostly because we didn't know what to communicate yeah because we weren't sure what our value proposition is what what needs to be communicated exactly exactly and after the website you need to be you know social media is extremely important you need to be posting you need to be you need to have presence in like linkedin uh, youtube we're doing this right now. Mm -hmm. uh, at least uh, we are also present in Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and whatnot. Yeah. But you need to be there and you need to be actively communicating who you are, what you do, what you're proud of, what you've built, what's your value proposition, and what you're trying to sell. Because this builds a brand. And when you have a brand, it is it gets easier to find new clients. And it's also clients finding you. Yes, because we we had quite a lot of clients that found us through uh, uh, because of our Django style guide mm -hmm. and because of the talks that we did. Especially, I, I remember I did a talk your Python 2018. Uh, it was about the Django style guide. Yeah. So this particular talk on YouTube, I think, brought us at least three clients. That's true. Out of the blue, totally random, just mm -hmm. an email. Hey, I saw. Hey, I saw your talk. Uh, I liked it. I have a Django project. Can you help me with it? Yeah, because those talks, they build credibility. We'll talk about credibility yes. in a moment. But yes. looking at those talks, it seems like you know what you're speaking about. And if I were a client, I would be happy for a person like you to to, to help me. Yeah. So we, are active, we, we were showing way before we realized that we need to do it, that we are good with Django mm -hmm. and with Python. And this helped us land clients. And I think those clients are pretty happy working with us yeah. because they see the value. And this is what we're right now, we, we will do more, uh, I would say, in a more focused way. Mm -hmm. We are going to show that we're pretty good with certain technologies, but we're also going to show that we're pretty good at general software development. And if you want to work with a partner that's going to get your stuff done 
and you don't have to um, take care about every little detail, then Hacksoft is, is the partner for you. So extremely important online presence and communication about everything, every part of your company and everything that you do. And at times it may seem a bit chaotic, but it pays off. In the long run, for sure. And even, yeah, in the long run, for sure. But sometimes, how to say? Because we, we've done, we've done, how to say, targeted sales, going to certain events, talking with everyone. Mm -hmm. And this didn't pay off a lot. I think we, we landed a single client that's, uh, that was like a six-month project. Mm -hmm. and not. Mm -hmm. And that was it. And the thing is, you need to establish your brand, you need to establish your developer position, and you need to be actively communicating this because sometimes clients, they find you. Yeah. And you have to make it easy for them to find you and then to trust you. In our case, in, in most of our cases, the clients find us. Yes. Or they were referred by other happy clients. And they come to us and say, hey, we heard that you did this job. Can you help us with this job? Do you remember how we got our first non-Bulgarian client? Yes, it was a referral by Miro from Office R&D. Yes. Um, it was John from back then, the uh, I think, The Collective. Yeah. He became the CEO of The Collective. Mm -hmm. And it was a great experience. It was, yeah. Basically, this first non-Bulgarian client helped us uh, scale and uh, become what we are today. Yes. And then, and then this client referred us to a couple other clients. Yes. They started a couple other other businesses too and it was it was awesome. Yeah, uh, basically we are here because of cl happy clients uh referring us to other clients. This is how we actually survived through our first years. We were entirely focused on delivering the things that we are working on. We were entirely focused on doing a software development in yeah. the best possible way without any marketing, without any sales process, without any company structure or something. We were just, for the first couple of years, we were doing proper software development. Yes. And we uh, had a couple really happy clients yeah. that bring some more business and then some more business. And this is how we stayed alive for the first couple of years without any marketing and without any sales process. Yes. And combined with, with the random clients that came because of the Django Style Guide and the EuroPython Talk, I think. Well, I wouldn't call them random because it was definitely uh, uh, some kind of effort there to, to, to make the talks, to make the Django style guide. So it paid off, but... But the effort was never to, to get clients. Yes. That's, that's, why I called it, that's, yes. that's why I called it random. Okay, I can agree. Yeah, A lot of people are asking, hey, how many? why are you doing these talks? Why are you going to conference? How many yeah. clients do you find per conference or things like this? Which doesn't really make sense. Yeah. It's, it's a long-term game. Doing bringing value to the community at some point, this value is going to get back. Yeah, that's that. That for me, for from my experience so far, sales is pretty a pretty holistic approach, and mm -hmm. uh, perhaps every time that you are not actively trying to sell something, uh, is the time where you get new clients. Yes, when you're just being out there, being curious, providing value, doing things because you know they are important and then clients start start following. And the other perhaps important thing that we learned is that sales is a human activity. It's a very, very human activity, which may be a bit foreign to engineers who are by nature more introverted. Mm -hmm. You need to be out there, you need to be networking, you need to be talking with people 
and you need to be doing this without the actual intent of selling something because it's it's very obvious it is when you are on the receiving and someone someone comes to talk to you and you know they have an agenda <laughs> that's true <laughs> and then you realize you look uh, absolutely the same when you're doing the same thing so it's a very human activity and it requires networking and it requires human relations building genuine human relations with your clients and both existing and both future. That's really important. Proactively communicating with people without actually selling them anything, just, just yep. keeping the connection alive. At some point, hopefully, they're going to reach you with, with something. And being curious. I think this is what we are uh, also good at, just asking questions. Because sometimes clients do have problems. Mm -hmm. And what I'm actually seeing lately is... I may I may be talking with an existing existing client or a potential client and they may bring up some problem that's not in our domain but I have seen something somewhere that may help them and then I'm more than happy to refer them to to this and it's about being curious and about solving actual problems and uh I think this is this is the way to do it this is the way to go it takes time something that we I still I still think we are not realizing it yet, but a proper sales process from starting something to landing a client is usually six months. It is. It takes time. It's. We can calculate what's the average, but I can guess that six months is like optimistic. Sometimes it takes like four months to figure out the contract if the client is more yeah. enterprise and you need to figure out some details on on the papers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> being there yeah that's contracts are so we this is the first thing that you need to realize is going to take time and you need to start early and if you don't start early it's going to be really hard to find a client when um what's the word for it push comes to shove or something like this when you are in a need okay yeah when you are in a need and you have like uh, three months to find a client then it's really hard it is and you need to start early and you need to be like, whenever we find a potential client, we were doing the, the following mistake. The client was asking us a question, do you have uh, availability? Do you have capability? And we were like, no, we don't have right now. <laughs> at, at the current moment, we don't have. <laughs> and normally the clients are not asking for this current moment. Yes. They're, act they're actually asking for the next six months, let's say. Exactly, exactly. And uh, they were, oh, sorry. Yeah, uh, <laughs> you look like a good company, but goodbye. Uh, yeah, goodbye. <laughs> It's always the question, the, the answer is always yes, we can do what you want, but let's let's start talking before, because before we even get to software development, to, to forming a team with five people on it, there are at least six months between uh, the point where we're right now and we're talking and being with a full software development team taking care of you. What we're aiming to do right now is to always have a person that's ready to start discovery phase. Yes. That way we are always open to start working with the client. Even though we cannot spin off a team at the exact same moment, yeah. we can start investigating, seeing what needs to be done, uh, talking with the client, um, being good at communication, and then we can thinking, hey, is it, is it worth it to uh, spin off a team here and uh, actually start working with this client? Yes, and that's why it's really important to do discovery phases first. We talked about this in, in a previous Hackcast mm -hmm. episode. Uh, because without those without those discovery phases, you're just uh, navigating blinds uh, and you don't know what needs to be done. Uh, yeah. uh, another pretty 
I guess, common mistake that we are doing was that we were focusing on sales and marketing only when we only when we needed a client. Yes. After we got a good client, we just stopped any of those efforts, focused on the client, and then after, let's say, an year, we are in the exact same spot. Yes. Without any marketing or sales pipeline, without anything in the pipeline, we were starving for a client. So what we decided to do is never stop this. Exactly. Doing, doing marketing and sales like non-stop it is a non-stop continuous process otherwise you kind of end up in a situation where you have a urgent need and uh, you're just taking bad clients for this yes and we've done this a couple of times yeah and we learned uh, we learned our lesson so uh what else what else it's really it's a human activity and and since it's a human activity, sometimes you you don't have to rush it. Uh, because sometimes you jump on a call. I do this a lot. And I already know the solution. I already know what the client mm -hmm. actually needs. Because we've done this a couple of times or even more. And it's like, yeah, we can work together. Let's, let's just close the deal. Yeah. Which may be a bit rushed. And you just need to give the proper time to the client to explain, to talk, to ask questions, to go back and forth, to do the discovery phase and then start working. It's, it's that, that, that's why it's human. It's, it's important to not rush it. Yeah. And it takes time. You need to know that when you're talking with the client, it's not going to be like a 30 minute call and then you're done. Yeah. We had a lot of cases where, for example, the client was looking for outstaffing, let's say. Yeah. And in most of the cases, we were just, oh, we don't do this. Sorry. Goodbye. Which, I guess it's not the, the perfect approach because the client may may think that he needs outstaffing, but it, it may turn that we are actually the perfect fit for this client and yes. the client is searching for outstaffing because, I don't know, some some some, some dumb reasons. Yes. And we can we, we just need to take the time talking with the client, understand what the actual need is and figure out if there is a match or not. Yeah. I think this is, this is because... So our current sales process may be described in two parts. The first part is we are actively working with referrals and mm -hmm. referral structures yes. from existing clients. And so far, this is our best way of getting new clients because the, the a referral from a happy client is something really powerful. It is. And what we are also trying to do is we're trying to posi position ourselves as uh, a company that knows uh, how to deal with, for example, Django projects, that knows how to deal with Next.js and React and TypeScript, yeah. like position in a certain like technology experts. Mm -hmm. And f with, the, with the first type of uh, referrals, we let's, let's say our perfect client is someone who doesn't really care about the technology. Yes, in a perfect world, yes. In a perfect, the, the perfect scenario is someone who needs a software development plus product development mm -hmm. and uh, wants to know that it's going to this is going to be done. Yes. That's the perfect uh, scenario. Of course, there are clients that are coming to us because of our techno technology expertise, mm -hmm. like as we discussed with Django. Yeah. And... When we position ourselves as technology experts, for example, Python and Django, this will also attract quite a lot of folks who are looking for some kind of outstaffing engagement. For sure. Yeah. This is why we're getting, and we're getting quite a lot of requests like, do you have five developers? Can you send me their CVs? Mm -hmm. Hourly rates, please. Yeah. Rate card, please. And we're, of course, not engaging with, we're 
replying back politely and we're not engaging with those clients. But whenever you position yourself as technology expert, then you're basically indexed by those keywords, yeah. Python Django, and you're going to be reached by outstaffing people. That's true. However, we have quite... We have a couple of good leads from that, that were actually oh, yeah. looking for people with a good experience in those technologies. Probably companies that started something and now they have investment and they don't want to hire their own team. They yep. want to give this MVP to someone to yep. uh, finish it or thing like that. Yeah, so basically it's either a client that is looking for a good software development partner that will take care of things. This is what we do end-to-end. Mm -hmm. Or we're looking for a client that has certain affinity to a certain technology. And if it's Django, then Hacksoft is, is the way to go. And we're now right now positioning in React, Next, TypeScript, and all because we are equally good, but we haven't communicated this True. yet. And then there are the third type of a client that has something that's been made and it's not it, it is not in a very good shape or form. And they need someone to jump in, first of all, uh, like stop the fire, yeah. stem the bleeding, and then take care of the entire software development platform. And then if this software develop, if this platform uh, is built in Django, then they reach out to Hacksoft. So I think those are the three types of clients that we are right now trying to reach through various activities, through various processes. But this is what we're focused on right now. And... Uh, we want to see what's going to work and what's not going to work. We're doing quite a lot of experiments right now. Yeah. And once uh, we, we, we already had a call with a client and it's kind of happy to work with us, they're normally asking for some kind of, they're searching for credibility. They're searching yes. for, hey, show me what, what you guys made. Show me your uh, top performing apps, your top performing yeah. projects. And another mistake that we made over the yes. years is not getting uh, recommendations on our site, not writing case studies. Most of the projects that we did are actually hidden behind uh, login, so you cannot actually look. Yeah. Um, you you cannot actually look at the project itself because it's like an internal system or something, and that made it that made us a little hard for for sailing. Yeah, yeah. So it's you have a new client, and this client just asks, "Show me what you've done." That's the question. And you're like, well, we have one app that is private on the App Store and then there is another uh, internal system that really big company is using and it's doing great, but we cannot showcase it because it's private and that's all. And uh, our biggest customer does not want to share uh, information about working with us because of privacy reasons. Yeah, and then they, they, they don't want to know that they're working with some kind of um, other company. And yeah. And this is something that we are addressing right now. We are in the process of creating case studies with all of our clients, where we're going to showcase the work that we've done. There are some public apps, so that's a, that's good. And credibility is extremely important because if you show, oh, uh, just just so you know, here are eight things that we've done with, uh, for example, React Native. Mm -hmm. You can go check the apps. That's that's all the selling that you need to do. Nothing else matters. Like that's it. You're you're done. Here are those three web applications with um, enterprise scale on the back end. Yeah. Go, go check them out. That's it. Mm -hmm. You're you're good to go. Mm -hmm. Probably a quick article with a case study saying how it was made using the yep. right technologies, the light, the right let's say uh, infrastructure scaling and so on. Yeah. 
So if it so, helps a yeah, lot. If, so, if someone is starting right now, no matter what, be it a company like us or, or some kind of product company or startup, uh, you know, create case studies from day one. It's really important. And set the expectations on your clients that this is something that you you will do at some point. Yes. Even at the start, say, hey, we would like at the end of everything to draft a case study. It's going to be signed by you and... Uh, it is going to uh, bring some details on how the whole thing is implemented. Is implemented, yes. Without sharing any private data, of course, or any like secrets. Yeah. But just the bigger picture, and this is going to help us a lot. Can we? Can we do it? Yes. And especially in the beginning, you can use this as like uh, an extra thing to negotiate on. Uh, if if the client is trying to negotiate you on price, then you can. Yeah. Uh, at least have a proper or more case studies or more recommendations or more referrals from that client and you can use this as a uh, bargaining chip yeah yeah and that's i think that's about it what yeah. else and, and again, cre yeah credibility it's since we are a software development company after all uh, we have to show technology and we do this through open source talks uh, talks blog posts and uh, yeah being being active being active everywhere being active everywhere and actually it's it's really important being curious with with your clients and how to solve the, their problems is really important uh, starting the process early because it takes time being human and knowing that this is a human process and mm -hmm. it takes time and it takes quite a lot of talking and it takes quite a lot of networking it's really important and I think so far this is this is our story around sales. This is our current state. We're still learning, and I'm going to be really happy if in a year we record a hackcast episode. I'm not sure which season is going to be, and we say okay. So in a year we learn those new things, and right now our sales process looks like this. It would be great. I think we just came to a conclusion that being human is important. <laughs> which 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 makes me happy in the uh, AI space right now. Yeah, yeah. So definitely, being human at sales is kind of important. And uh, mentioning it so many times, it kind of implicit implicitly infers that uh, being a software engineer is not the same as being a human. But that's <laughs> that's not the point. We're not robots yet. Yet, we may have some traits similar to this, but no, we're we're still humans. I agree. Yeah. Uh, that's about it, I think, Teddy. What's the time? 30 minutes. 30 minutes again. Three. All right, we are quite consistent for with season three. Just on time. Just on time. Thank you very much for watching. Uh, if the topic was interesting to you, please write a comment, ask, a, ask us a question, propose something, like, share, subscribe, all, 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 that, all that usual stuff. We are aiming for a thousand subscribers and we're going to give a special prize to one of them once we get there. Cheers. <laughs>